It is the 1990s, and I am married to my first wife, and with her, we have burned through all of our savings and started charging fertility treatments on credit cards. That's not something I recommend, and we are this close to filing bankruptcy when a doctor walks in and explains that we're not going to be able to conceive. At this point, I got an offer at the job I worked at to take a new position that would have me traveling two weeks out of the month, but it paid more money. My wife and I talked it over and I took the position. And looking back, I go, yep, that was the mistake because we ended up filing for bankruptcy. And also looking back, I go, so let me get this straight, Dave. When your wife needed you most after hearing this horrible news and really kind of trying to grasp what was the new reality, you took a job that had you away from your wife 50% of the time. So that's one way you can learn things from your mistakes. Some people say an even better way is to learn from other people's mistakes. But what I want to talk about today is learning from your successes. I did an episode a couple weeks ago where I interviewed Adam Curry And I had more than average feedback of people just dropping me a line on Facebook, on email, in Slack, all these different channels that I had. And people said, hey, I just listened to that Adam Curry thing. That was pretty good. So I went back to them and said, "Uh, why? Because, yeah, you can learn from your mistakes. Today, I'm going to peel back the curtain and show you how I'm trying to learn from what I feel was a success. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting. With Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. I got a coupon code just for you because you're listening. You won't find this on the website. It's listener. L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. It's my way of saying thanks for listening. And you can sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription using that code. And I always like to start off the show with what I call because of my podcast. And you, if you have one of these, if you can answer the question because of my podcast blank, I would love to hear it. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And today, this was not an interview. This is some audio from a Zoom call from a coaching session that I did with Abby from A Time for Horses. And Abby was teaching at a college. And this is where I tell people, when you start a podcast, you think it's all about audio and your audience. And that is true. But there's also so much that happens to you that you don't realize how you're changing and how you maybe are more focused now and you're not nervous about this or that. I was at a wedding not too long ago and the person that officiated the wedding had not come to the reception and they needed somebody to get up and pray. And in this case, it was, it sounds odd. It was my second wife's wedding And I was attending because she's a friend of mine. And she said, hey, Jackson, get up there and pray. And I was like, okay. And because I'm kind of used to thinking on my feet and being creative and forming ideas and having words come out of my mouth in front of people, even though right now it's just me and you, it 
there are so many benefits to podcasting that have nothing to do with downloads and sponsors and affiliates and things like that. So I'm going to shut up and listen to Abby. And when you do that, because of my podcast thing, Mm -hmm. nobody could draw a straight line from my show to where I am today, but it's so important in who I am as a human, like inside my head, Mm. it was really valuable to me. It just like it said, no, you are educated. You are an expert in your field. You do have this thing to offer the people in your community and Mm. being able to focus on that and develop that on my own for a couple of years while the university was making their decision about what they were going to do. And all the whole time, my program on campus was shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And they were, they finally said, all right, we're either going to kill it or we're going to put some money behind it. And they said, you're ready to put it online. Go ahead and do it. And then it took me two years to build it. We went from 14 students on campus to almost 400 students in the online program in two years. And I was the whole time like, building courses like 80 miles an hour, (laughs) struggling to stay ahead of it. And I was, I've got all my gear, right? I'm like, I'm recording content and developing PowerPoints and creating videos and all this stuff that I would not have had the confidence to do if it hadn't been for this little window of time that I spent working on this show. That's right. Her podcast gave her the skills, gave her the confidence to do something. She's like, how am I, what? Yeah. Amazing. Check her out, a timeforhorses.com. I always say, even if you start a podcast and it blows up in your face, you're going to come out with information on the other side that you didn't have before you started. There's a great quote from Oliver Wendell Holmes. It says, a mind that is stretched by a new experience can never go back to its old dimension. So, Yet another reason to start a podcast. If you want to check out Abby's website, it's a timeforhorses.com. And if you go, hey, this looks pretty cool. It's pretty snazzy. That's because she's using PodPage. That's right. My favorite sponsor, PodPage. It is a quick, seriously, the easiest way to create a website. You take the RSS feed from your media host, doesn't matter who your media host is. And you put it into PodPage and it spits out a beautiful looking, professional looking website without having to be a giant nerd. You're also not using something like Squarespace or Wix where you're trying to kind of just force a podcast into a website that was originally designed for some sort of magazine or restaurant or whatever. PodPage is made with input from podcasters for podcasters. I think the new feature, they he just reached, released a bunch And check this out. You can now go in and have your guest fill out like a bio page, and then it will automatically add that bio that they just typed in to your website when their episode comes out. But wait, there's more. After they hit enter on that form, it takes them to your scheduling link, whatever that is, Calendly, TidyCal, Acuity, whatever you're using to schedule, where they can answer those specific questions that you really want for the interview And when they get done with that, it automatically schedules them, puts them on your website or on your uh, calendar. So the beautiful thing is 
It used to be that when you did the interview, you had to ask them, hey, can you give me your headshot in your bio and things like that? And they would have to send it to you. Then you put it. It's already there. And you didn't have to do it. Your guest did. But wait, there's more. Want them to sign a release? That's right. You can actually have them check a box that signs a release. I'm here to tell you it's the coolest thing ever. And if you don't need all the super duper power and complexity and really the confusing things of WordPress, enjoy updating plugins and all that other fun stuff. But you need something a little more powerful than the website that came with your media host. PodPage is the tool for you. And I'm not just saying this because they're my sponsor. I'm saying that because I use them on, and now I need to take a deep breath, ProfitFromYourPodcast.com, PodcastRodeoShow.com, PodcastReviewShow.com, BestPodcastingGear.com, BecauseOfMyPodcast.com, AskThePodcastCoach.com, PodcastReviewShow.com, actually already said that one, LogicalLoss.com, AkronPodcast.com, GrowYourCommunityShow.com. You should be trying PodPage. It's free. You can try it free for seven days. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash try PodPage. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 780, that is my interview with Adam Curry. And if you're new to podcasting, Adam Curry is one of the guys that helped invent podcasting. So picture you work in the automobile industry and you get a chance to interview Henry Ford. It's kind of a big deal. And so I got to interview Adam and I've explained this before that one of the reasons I've, I've asked Adam to come on the show before, but now that Adam has something to promote with podcastindex.org, and speaking of that, by the way, my buddy Bandrew Scott was banned from YouTube temporarily, thanks to his audience who helped him get his YouTube channel back. He was banned by a bunch of bots and then he appealed and that was, uh, over, that was basically denied because it was decided upon by a bunch of bots. So this whole podcasting 2.0 thing is starting to get some teeth. We're like, huh? Because podcasting is, I believe one of the last resources for true free speech. If you don't believe me, links in the show notes, to Congressional Dish, Jen Briney just did a phenomenal podcast that throws Mattel and Fisher Price under the bus, and you get to hear these weasels lie through their teeth to Congress, who is going, oh, I guess we should do something about that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Congressional Dish. And so Podcasting 2.0 is a way for you to get paid. And again, I will say this before with Bitcoin. And that makes a lot of people's eyes just roll in the back of their head. I know they're getting ready to roll out some more documentation. I'm going to be reaching out to Adam this week saying, hey, how can I get involved with that? With my teaching background, I would like to help. But what I want to give you is a little bit of the behind the scenes as things were rolling out. So I'm going to repeat myself a little bit. Number one, how do you get a big guest on your show? You ask them when they have something to promote. Realize that if they say no, no does not mean never. And also I did my research and I knew what Adam didn't want to talk about. I know he wasn't a big fan of video and here is Adam now talking about coming on the show. This is his experience after it's happened. <laughs> because here, you know, so Dave Jackson, school of podcasting, Dave Jackson, old school, silver hair like me, OG of the podcasting world. We're having a, uh, an email thread and he says, oh, can you come on school of podcasting? We wanted to ask you. So of course, let's do this. 
and he knows exactly what we're up to in the podcasting 2.0. And so mm-hmm. he sets about getting set up, I, I believe, in preparation for us talking about it, which is great because uh, School of Podcasting, I mean, there's history there. You had you know a bunch of podcasts back in the early days, and if you wanted to learn how to podcast, everyone knew School of Podcasting. You go to school, Dave Jackson, and he taught tens of thousands of people how to podcast. So nice. if anyone's going to be able to uh, help show us, show the world the way with value for value, even uh, podcasting 2.0 features, Dave Jackson's the guy you want to have. And so I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Of course I want to be on the show. So one of the things I feel that contributed to a good conversation was I jumped into something I had no clue. Well, I shouldn't say I didn't have a clue. I had a clue, but I had no hands-on knowledge. So I had to go get some hands-on knowledge. I still don't understand completely what a node, Satoshi's streaming, uh, Breeze, all this other stuff. Didn't know, but I had to jump in so I could ask informed questions. And I'm here to tell you, if you want to be a good interview, you have to do the work. It's that simple. If it's an author, you have to read the book. And I'm here to tell you that nobody reads the book. Nobody does the work. You just think, oh, the guest is showing up. All I got to do is come up with some questions. Your questions are so much better after you've done the homework. Mark Marin was interviewing Quentin Tarantino. Listen to this quick clip when he explains that, yeah, I read the book and listen to Quentin go like, holy cow, you read the book? Holy mackerel. Hey, Hold on. I'm, 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 yeah. did you get a chance to read the book or scum through it or something? I read the whole book. Oh, you did? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I read the whole book. Wow. I'm, um, wait, okay, well, you, you officially make the 10th person I've met so far. Oh, really? Read the out book. Of, but out of how many, though, already? Uh, it's not out. I've only, no, you're literally the 10th person I've met who has read it. Right. right. And, and, and eight of them work for me. And then again, at the end of the show, what does Quentin say to Mark? Because he's blown away by this. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for thanks and thanks for reading the book. I really appreciate. I it. I love the book, mm-hmm. and I and I burned through it because I wanted to, not because I had to. Ah, uh, good deal, man. Thanks, thanks a bunch. Man. You good bet. times. Good conversation. Thanks, man. A good conversation. Why? Because Mark read the book. He did the homework, and you go, yeah, but Dave, um, that takes a lot of time. I mean, it take, yeah, uh, yeah, and by that I mean, yeah, and I see so many people in different groups. And I'm paraphrasing, but I, I see this attitude of what is the topic I can talk about that will grow my audience the fastest and make me the most amount of money without me doing actually any work. And I'm like, that is the direct opposite of a successful podcaster. A successful podcaster wants to serve their audience. I see that as a characteristic. They feel like they're doing good. They're delivering value to their audience that when you listen to this podcast, you're going to be better off than before you did that. And that attitude of like, I don't want to really do anything. I just want to talk into a microphone and have money fall from heaven. I'm just here to tell you it doesn't work that way. You got to do some work. And it doesn't mean that you're in absolute agony. And you're bleeding all over the floor, but it is work. I remember when I was the editor of the student newsletter at my college, and I actually had to quit because I was so passionate about finding things that the college was doing wrong that I was really like my grades started to slip. 
but I was spending all this time and in investigating and calling people and doing things like that. So yeah, was it a lot of work? Yeah, but it was some of the funnest work I've ever done because I got things changed at the college. I was biting the hand that feeds and I got some things changed there. It was cool. So yeah, is it work? Yeah. But if you're doing something you love, it doesn't feel like work. I was just spent. It's the holiday here as I record this July 4th. And my sister-in-law is convinced I'm a workaholic because I'm always in my office. I said, you don't understand, though, when I'm doing some of this podcasting stuff, 90% of the time I am having a blast. So it's really not work if you are doing what you love. And so I publish episode number 780 with Adam Curry. And all of a sudden, my buddy Paul Culligan sends me a text and says, hey, Dave, I'm listening to that episode with Curry. Man, this is good. And uh, Paul's kind of an old school guy. Uh, Steve Stewart's been around forever. He sends me a message. Hey, you know, those interviews with Joe Salsi High and Adam Curry, man, those are really good. And then Glenn the Geek, who is listening to me right now in the shower. Glenn, I hate to tell you that you missed behind your ear. Yeah, right there. Uh, Glenn was like, hey, I listened to that episode, really liked it. And there was people like, hey, I really liked that. That was the thing. It wasn't that they liked it. It was that they really liked it. And so I went back to them and, and asked them. And before I could even get a chance to ask them, I hit the podcasting 2.0 episode. And here is Dave Jones, who is one of the masterminds behind podcastindex.org, podcasting 2.0. And he said this. Speaking of Dave Jackson, your, your uh, interview with him was fantastic. It was so much fun to do that. And, you know, and I realized, how, you know, it all came back. It was very comfortable speaking with Dave because we've, we've talked a lot uh, over the years. Yeah. And that guy's a good interviewer. He is. And he, he also knows the questions to ask. He knows what, uh, he knows his audience very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I love that he just implements stuff. It's like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to do this. And, yeah. uh, he's up yeah, and he's running, a, right? Everything's working now. I think I've boosted him. Oh, so yeah. I know it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From my end, yep. at least. Yeah. No, he's, a, he's up and running. Yeah. And they, they, I love how he, I'd never heard his show before. I love how he took, like he he had you as a guest, and then he said, "Here's how. Here's li listen to me do this, and here's how. Here's why I made these decisions on where I placed the ad. On here's how I can uh, was able to sweeten the deal to make uh, this guest come on. I was I did some research beforehand. I know he doesn't like this. I know he does like to like this. And like he just went through the whole process of how to get a guest on, how to how to interview him. It was mm -hmm. it was top notch, man. Thank you so much, Dave. So I want to pick up some things here and I'm going to share what, when I ask these other people, like, why did you like this? And for the record, if you're new to the show, I realize I sound like a giant narcissist. I, I promise you I'm not, but I can only talk about what I know. And this is what happened in my life. And I want to share some things with you. And one of the things that people said was, I like the fact that you said, Hey, there's some geeky stuff that you cut out. So I was letting them know, Hey, you know what? Somebody gave me this stuff and not that it was bad, but there's some stuff here that's probably going to confuse you. And just to show you a bit of the kind of stuff that I cut out, have some fun code speak on me. That typically like a 502 would be returned from Cloudflare. Is that where you'd get the 502 from? Well, any, any HTTP server can return a 502. Oh, okay. It just means service unavailable for some reason. Well, I thought it was, is it service or gateway? I always thought it was gateway. Could be service. Uh, gateway, something, yeah, something like that. It's probably there's probably a reverse proxy on DreamHost side, so it's probably mm, just okay. It's it's miscommunicating it's the error back yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the origin server is failing for some reason, and it comes through as a five hundred two. Man, that 
is some great talk right there. Now I'm not saying it's bad, but can you see, I'm pretty sure right now you're going, wait, can I'm going to have to rewind. Cause I didn't understand the thing they said. And that's my point. Exactly. I knew that you were not going to understand 90% of what they just said. So I cut it out. Why? Because I didn't understand 90% of what they said, but I let you know that, Hey, I cut this out. So here's another way of looking at this. So let's say somebody says, hey, I ordered pizza and I knew you were going to be there and you're allergic to sausage. So we didn't get sausage on the pizza. It's just cheese, not even pepperoni, because we weren't sure if you were allergic to pepperoni because you're allergic to sausage. So we just got cheese and you go, wow, thank you so much. Actually, I am allergic to pepperoni. Wouldn't you feel warm and special? So when you explain what you did for somebody. They're going to appreciate that. And people said, I like the fact that you removed the geek talk for me so I wouldn't be confused and I could get more out of the episode. The other thing I did is I, not that Adam was going to be, I mean, this is a guy that has grown up. If you listen to that episode in front of a microphone, Adam was not nervous about coming on my show. I was a little nervous because I knew this could be a great episode and I didn't want to blow the opportunity. So when Adam showed up, I asked him a little bit about his move because he recently moved. So that, again, proves that, hey, I've listened to your show because I wouldn't know that if I didn't listen to the show. And we had a little back and forth talk. And then I told him this. I basically explained to my guest, here is why you're here. My thought for today, how I thought we could do this is I have a fun intro. And then I want to start, actually, if this is okay with you. With Pod Show. And the reason for that is so many people think if I could just start a network, like that's like the key to success. So we can kind of talk about because I've heard you basically say no, no, no. So I'm like, we could hit that, which then leads to the no agenda show, value, value for value. And ex- I'd love to hear, have you explain like, because so many people are like, oh, cool, he did a podcast. I'm like, no, no, they do six hours a week. And if you can kind of share like what you actually do to put on that show. Okay. And then that will lead into value for value. Speaking of that, let's talk podcasting 2.0. And from there, you can just riff your shit and talk about every time I turn around, there's like, well, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. So does that sound, is that okay with you? It's fantastic. Just make sure you interrupt me when I, when I go on too long. (laughs) And so by talking to Adam a little bit about his move and then right there, you heard me let Adam know, here's where we're going. And I've done an episode that says no listener. We'll get on a bus without knowing where it's going. It's the same for the guest there. You kind of need to explain here's why you're here. And here's what I want to talk about. Now notice I didn't give him the exact questions. I said, here's what we're going to talk about. And here's why that's my background from teaching. Anytime you're dealing with adults, you have to explain why. And when I was teaching in the corporate world, let's say I was teaching a class on Microsoft Excel and it really doesn't matter what the class is. The most important part of the class is those first five minutes. When I was teaching, I had to explain, hey, here's the class. Here's what you're going to get out of it. Here's when we're going to go to the bathroom. Here's when we're going to lunch. Here's, yes, you are going to have hand-on experiences. And at the end of this, you're going to be able to do blank. Because why? The student was sitting there going, man, my boss sent me here and I've got to do these stupid reports when I get back. Okay, I've just answered your question. 
am I going to have the right skills to do those reports? And they're sitting there thinking, oh, I hate long classes. I know I'm going to have to pee. Okay, guess what? The bathroom's right down. You answer all those questions so that somebody goes, okay, I'm in the right place. I'm ready to learn. This guy seems kind of funny and let's strap in. So setting up the interview, setting up the show, setting up the episode, hugely important. And what does it lead to? Comfort. And that was the other comment I heard from multiple people. It was kind of cool that you guys were just having a conversation, yet it was structured. Well, you just heard my structure. We're going to go from this topic to this topic to that topic. So Adam knows where we're going and he can kind of, you know, drop little nuggets of like, hey, this would be a good place to transition to that new topic that I know we're headed to. Now, I don't know if he did that on purpose, but he did do that. And the last thing I learned from this experience is that when you are interviewing a celebrity, editing has different rules. Now, let me give you an example. I was actually worried because if you are a regular listener to the show, this is how I normally edit an interview. First, I listen to the question and I ask the question, have you ever done yada, yada, yada? And then I listen to the answer of the guest and they say, as a matter of fact, blah, 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 blah. And I go, great. They answered the question and, or actually it's back that up. A, they gave me an answer and B, it actually answered the question. It delivers value. It gets to stay. And so this was kind of interesting because I'll give you one example. I asked Adam because he does a show, noagendashow.com. It's a phenomenal podcast where they dissect the media. And these guys come in, he and John C. Dvorak come in with, and I'm not making this up, 20 to 40 clips of different things that are happening in the news and they're trying to dissect them. And if you think about it, I mean, I have what, five clips in this show and I've been working on this all day since about, oh, at least five o'clock. And as I look at it now, it's nine o'clock and I'm not done recording it yet. But it took me a while to find those clips, to pull them out. These guys have 30 or 40. So I was looking for Adam to say, when I said, hey, you do a three hour show twice a week, how much time do you spend on this? I expected him to say, oh, we spend about, you know, 80 hours on one episode. And he didn't answer that. Instead, he gave me the history of the no agenda show. Now, does that mean that was a bad answer? No. And actually, again, think of the people that said to me, wow, I really like that episode. They're kind of old schoolers, guys that have been around. And here is the other thing, the other lesson I learned here. And it's kind of fun when your own words come back and you go, oh, you know what? I've, I've told people that. And it turns out it's, I, I thought it was true. I was about 99% sure it was true. And it turns out it's true. And that is when you have a celebrity. And in the world of podcasting, especially to the old schoolers, Adam Curry is a celebrity. Joe Rogan considers Adam Curry a celebrity. Why? Because he is a celebrity. And so when you have a celebrity on your show, and yes, Adam never said how much time it took to create an episode of the No Agenda Show, but he gave me a story about the birth of the No Agenda Show that Still, people wanted to hear. Why? Because he's a celebrity. And when I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention a couple of weeks ago, I was speaking at the Spark Podcast Christian Conference, and my buddy Thomas from authormedia.com 
we were kind of talking about this a little bit and he brought up the episode I did about how Drew Barrymore is really not that good of an interviewer because it seems like most of her questions end up with her telling a story about herself. In fact, a large chunk of a Drew Barrymore interview where she is the interviewer, not the interviewee. It still turns out that you learn more about Drew Barrymore than you did the actual interviewee. And he pointed out, and I, I think it's a good point, people that watch the Drew Barrymore show, and I'm not saying it's a bad show, but people that tune into the Drew Barrymore show are not tuning in for the guests, probably. They're tuning in for Drew Barrymore. So when Drew starts to go into a, a story about something, 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 and the guest is just like, well, I guess you'll get back to me eventually, that's actually going to work. Why? Because Drew is a celebrity. So I'm found out by doing this that when it comes to editing, not all editing can follow the same kind of cookie cutter rules of what is and is not value. I think some of it's going to depend on who is saying it and what is their standing in your community, whatever that is. And the last piece of advice I wanted to share with you is the fact that it's going to be interesting. And I don't know that there's anything you can do. You always do your best to know your audience because the more you know what they want, the easier it is to give to them. However, in this instance, this was one where I was kind of worried because I knew the old school, you know, the old time podcasters. I remember, you know, Dawn and Drew and all those people. I knew those folks were going to like it. I wasn't sure if somebody has been podcasting for four or five years. I actually have an interview uh, coming up in a couple of weeks of somebody said, hey, I, I really like that Adam Curry interview. And he was not an old schooler. So you never know. All you can do is do the best you can with what you have. I lucked out. I, I had some good content there. Like I said, the one question I was like, ooh, what do I do with that? He didn't actually answer it. And again, I'm not complaining. I'm just, it's a thing. And so keep that in mind. And also keep in mind this. So there will be times when you put out episodes that you go, eh, I'm not sure how well this is going to go over. And you're going to have a bunch of people that go, wow, that was really great. Then you're going to have other episodes that you agonize over and you edit and you polish and you polish some more. And you're like, this is perfect. This is going to just go bonkers. It's going to go viral. Twitter's going to erupt. Instagram, everybody is going to be talking about this episode. And then crickets, nothing, zero, zip, zada. And that's just the way podcasting is. I'm pretty sure that is fairly normal. So that's what I learned from that particular episode. Why was it good? Because people said it was a casual conversation. Okay. Why was it a casual conversation? Because Adam knew I had done my homework. I had stumbled my way through the technology. We did some chit chat up front to get warmed up and I let him know where I wanted to take him. This was not a gotcha interview and I let him know why we were going to these places. I also asked questions that had not been asked, and consequently, I got stories that had not been heard. I also let the audience know I had done something for them so that they were going to get more out of this episode. And there was one more thing that I want to add on to this, and that is you knew that when Adam said nice things about me, it made me smile. 
And I'll give you a little example of this. When I was in Dallas a couple of weeks ago, I was at the Gaylord Texan. It's this huge hotel for the Spark Christian Podcast Conference where I was talking. And when I walked in, do you know, I, I just call it a little village. You know, at Christmas, how people set up their little Christmas villages with the, the different houses and stuff. Well, in the, the Gaylord Texan, they have a little village, except it's not little. It's humongous because, well, it's Texas and that's what they do. And so the minute I saw that, I was like, oh, man, I got to take video for my sister-in-law because she's she turns her whole living room into this Christmas village. And so I fire up my phone and I take this video. And the minute I send it to my sister-in-law and I see that she's seen it, she's writing me back. And I could feel her smile because I knew that was something she was going to love. And people said that, hey, it was really cool that Adam said nice things about you and I think you appreciated the fact that you could hear me smile through the microphone. Since we're peeling back the curtain, I wanted to share just some insights. And this is where I hear people say things about me. And I'm like, wow, do you have a different version of reality than what I have? And so, what I want to talk about is. Yes, I am a podcast consultant, and yes, I've been doing this a long time, and yes, I have clients, etc. but somehow people think that if you just say, hey, look at me, I've got X amount of episodes out, I'm in Apple, I'm in Google, I'm in Spotify, I'm a podcast consultant, and money is going to rain from heaven, I'm here to tell you it doesn't really work that way. I work just as hard as anybody else to get a consultant. And just because I walk up and say, hey, I am Dave Jackson. I have two People's Choice Podcast Awards and a Hall of Fame thing right behind me. See it there? And they go, here, Dave, take my money. It really doesn't work that way. I've gone to the grocery store and say, hey, do you know that I'm in the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame? And they have yet to give me like even a discount on bananas, like nothing. So the other thing I've heard is, and this one somewhat frustrates me. I, I remember once I heard somebody say, do we really need to hear Dave Jackson talk at another event? And I'm just going to simply say this. I was asked back to the Spark Christian Podcast Conference, and not everybody was. Why is that? Because I work, number one, I never do the same talk twice. It's always different. I'd make a separate version of a talk for every single conference. I then, when I turn it in, I turned it into Misty. I said, you do realize I'm going to change this between now and then. I am working on that talk till the minute I give it. I give it with enthusiasm. I give it with information, hopefully that people haven't seen before. And that is the reason we are hearing Dave Jackson talk again. I have 20 years of, if you think it's hard to hold somebody's attention for 20 minutes on stage, try holding somebody's attention for eight hours when you're talking about Microsoft Access. It takes a lot of work. And so when I hear that, I'm like, there's a reason I get asked to speak. And again, this makes me sound like a giant narcissist, but maybe that's why people ask me back. I don't know. I, I, that one, I kind of scratched my head on. Maybe he just does a good job. The other thing, again, I'm saying this because I know some of you are saying, Dave is saying this so we don't get in the pool. He doesn't want you to No, I'm here to tell you this so that you join, you do things with informed decisions. And that is if I just put my shingle out there as a podcast editor, money will fall from heaven. 
And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash edit, I have a team of people now that will do this for you. And I've talked about it at least once a month in this episode. I mention it in my newsletter, which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter. I put links to it on the website and I just got my first client. It's been months. And again, just letting you know that either A, my prices, which are lower than many other people. So this may be a case where people are going, oh, that can't be right. There's no way he's not charging enough. So that may be part of it. But I'm just here to say, just because you throw your shingle out doesn't always mean that money is going to fall from heaven. Lastly, consulting. And this might be my own fault because I love to help people. I answer a number of questions for free every single day. I do ask the podcast coach every Saturday morning. That is live free consulting. However, and I say this because even though I answer questions for free and the reason I do that is I'm trying to build a relationship with somebody so that when they do ask a question and I say, Hey, go to school slash schedule. Let's schedule a 30 minute strategy session. They kind of know me. They like me and they trust me. Again, I'm just here to say, just because you can say, look, I've got 35 episodes out and I've been podcasting for seven months now, it doesn't mean money's going to fall from heaven. You have to work like any other job. It's sales, it's marketing, and things are not going to fall from heaven. So if you've ever worked in any kind of product service industry, it's not a whole lot different. There are, and now everybody and their brother is a podcast consultant. And I'm saying this not to discourage you from being a podcast consultant. If you want to do that, that's fine. I'm just here to tell you it's the money is not going to fall from the sky. Now, you might look at this and say, well, Dave, your marketing stinks. And that might be true. That's something I'm looking into. I'm going to be changing a lot of things in the future with the School of Podcasting. But again, I'm just here to let you know that unless you have a background in sales, unless you have already an audience of some sort, when you throw out your shingle to do any of this stuff in podcasting, yes, podcasting is very hot right now, but because it's very hot, everybody and their brother is putting up a website with podcasting services. And I'm just here to let you know if you're thinking, hey, this is going to be my ticket out of here. It's going to take some work. It's not easy money. And again, just trying to help you make a educated decision. The question of the month for July, and I need this by July 23rd, 2021 is, and we don't really care what the reason is, but for whatever reason you've been podcasting and now you can't anymore. Like podcasting is taken off your plate. What would be the biggest thing you would miss? I'm dying to hear these answers. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Now, when you answer the question, say your name, say the name of your podcast, say a little bit about what it's about, and then give us the website slowly and clearly. There is no prize for saying your website the fastest. And then just so I could say, hey, I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting, where I help you plan, launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. And the biggest thing I would miss if I had to stop podcasting is...
That's easy. And you can actually record it right there. If you want to record it in your studio and upload it, there's an upload link there. There's even a, if you want to call it in, you could do that as well. I need that again by July 23rd, 2021, and it'll get you a little bit of exposure. Wouldn't it be cool if you could get 70 podcasters to get together and give their own proven strategies to turn your audience into actual money? Well, you can actually get that. Check out Profit From Your Podcast. That's my book. You can find it at Profit From Your Podcast. It's available on Amazon. Check it out, ProfitFromYourPodcast.com. And I want to thank you for listening The website, again, schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER. Thanks for joining me on my mission to rid the world of boring podcasts. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Why was it casual? Because Adam knowed. He knowed. He knowed it. He knowed it because he's uh, he's darn knowledgeable. That if you just put your shingle out to be a podcast consultant, because podcast ding, podcast ding is throwing their ring into the hat or their hat into the ring or their shingle on the thing. Everybody's doing it. Bees do it. Birds do it. Why don't we all just fall in love, shall we? This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com.